Patrick, can you hear me, buddy? Yep. All right. All right, so this is going to be part two. Um, so it's technically episode 45, but it'll be part two of being the positive change in law enforcement. So second half of this. Um, Hang on. I'm still, I'm, yeah. I just had somebody come in the office, so I balled up everything. Now I'm trying to unball it. Alright. So um, yes. Carry on my wayward son. All right. So um so I kind of kind of categorize it as just like general positivity because the daily grind is gonna like it's gonna suck. Yeah. Uh, we I mean we kind of did talk about kind of all the like fun um positive parts in part one. Um, but I mean, day to day, you know, depending on what you're, I mean, if you're a regular shift guy, I mean, you're doing, or gal, doing 12 hours at a time. Uh, there's a lot of overtime going on right now. Um, during all the good stuff, there was a lot of, um, you're dealing with a lot more domestic violence, which sucks. Um, you know, a lot more. Uh, like problems with children and the children assault oh and stuff, so that sucked. Um, so <coughs> sounds kind of gay, keeping a just a general positive attitude because there's going to be part of every single day that sucks. <coughs> like, I had to do two like death reports today. Ooh. Like overdoses or like naturals or uh, they're they're both natural. Um, okay. So, I mean, I mean, it's not fun finding somebody's family member that's dead or yeah. having you know. I mean, really, the only fun part is when you gotta you know make forced entry, but yeah, and still, like sometimes that can be not fun because then it's like you get that nice smell. Yeah, I haven't had a bad, and I literally just jinxed the shit out of myself, probably. But I haven't had a good, uh, I haven't had a good stinker in a while. Yeah, but um, just because of the nature of the job and the, and this has been kind of overused, just the grind. Um, yeah. But but there's not really a better word to describe it in first response. Like it is, uh, there will be stretches of a grind, like. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's going to fucking suck. So I think some people aren't this kind of what we wrapped up part one with just being accountable and being honest with yourself. Um, it's one of those things where like you knew the job. You knew what to expect. Um, there might not, you know, there might be uh, specific aspects of it that kind of worked out a little differently once you got into the career. Right. But it's not a secret what law enforcement does and doesn't fucking do. Um, so I, I think people just need to be honest like, hey, there's going to be days where you're going to have 16 hour days. Um, you're going to have to you're, there's going to be incidences uh, and calls for service where like one is going to be like super, I don't know, just a super positive, you know, public encounter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is going to fucking suck. Like it, 
Like it's going to happen. Uh, and you just got to be, I think it's, it's more of like being mentally prepared for it. But I know for me, um, I really hammer down on like being prepared for the job. Like when it's time for me to fucking sleep, Aaron is going to fucking sleep. Yes. You got to sleep right, eat right, work out right. And that balance is going to be different for different people. But, uh, you know, all of us, you know, we're kind of coming into age. We've all been in our careers for a little while. We're basically all over 30 now. Uh, you know, are married or anything like that. I mean, it's like, like the realism has set in. Yeah. Um, And that's, and that's another part of first response is like, is realism, like be real with yourself and be real with the nature of the job and be real about fucking taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um, So first I think is just being honest with yourself about the nature of the job and then countering you got to counter the negativity in, in whatever form. Now, some people, they counter it with kind of bad stuff like drinking too much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we joke around about having some beers or what bourbon we're drinking tonight. And there's been, you know, some episodes where, we, you know, there's, there's a little bit more brown water involved than other episodes. But, um, I, I know in, in my immediate circle, like there's no fucking alcoholics. And, yeah, and I've I, yeah. and I've had conversations with um, other friends and family members that like, like they have people that are straight up alcoholics, um, where it's becoming like destructive. So you don't want to deal with it in ways that are destructive. Um, so, and I just kind of, I just kind of wrote down some stuff that that kind of I like to do, but I'm also mm-hmm. very I'm also very good at like detaching from whatever I need to. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that kind of led me to, to my profession in law enforcement kind of in the first place, because you, you have to be good at that or you're probably just going to go fucking crazy. Very quickly too. I think there's a lot of people who uh, want this job and want this title, but they don't know like what it comes with. Right. You know, they don't know about, uh, you know, going into a house where there's two dead people, a dead kid, and a kid that's you know shot in the head that's you know hanging on to life, um, and then having to be able, you know, me being a father, you being a father, having to be able to shut that down and then go on a manhunt for the guy because I want to shoot him in the face because of what he just did to two kids. Yeah. But knowing that if he puts his hands up, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have to put him in handcuffs and, and treat him like a, you know, a you normal decent. human being, you know? Yeah. Even though, um, you know, even though you know what he did. Yeah. I want to freaking, you know, I'm rolling with the H&K UMP. Like, I want to roll that bitch all the way over and just let it eat. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but it's being able to turn it off and turn it on when need be. And I, I don't think I have, I have been guilty of it, of taking everything and, and putting it inside uh, and, you know, locking it away and then throwing away the key. Um, Typical dude thing to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, um, that's textbook 
bro response. Right, because we're badasses, dude. I mean, we're SWAT. <laughs> we're, yeah. you know, like, like we're the best of the best. Um, you know, I, I called uh, my wife asked me because man, we had we had probably the worst thing I could ever deal with happen on my oldest son's birthday. Um, you know, and one of the kids was was the same age as my son. Um, you know, and and it it hurt. I'm talking about like it hurt. Uh, came in. Uh, I don't think I went home till four o'clock in the morning. You know, I'd been going hard since about seven o'clock that morning. Um, you know, we've been in the woods, like we've been we've been running, son. Um, my wife was like, "What happened?" I said, "I'll I'll tell you when I can." Um, and I think she saw what was. You know, she saw my face and she saw my actions and she respected it. You know, she didn't say anything. But I ended up calling one of the guys I deployed with. Um, I said, hey, man, I just I need you right now. Um, Can you you got about 30 minutes? And he was like, man, I got all the time in the world you need. And man, I sat in like the, you know, like the mall parking lot where, you know, nobody parks in that area and just freaking cried for like 30 minutes straight. And he was like, you good? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm good now. Thank you. Um, you know, I think sometimes you need that. Uh, you know, you're not a bitch. You're not a bitch because, you know, you're a man in law enforcement on a specialized team like SWAT and crying. I mean, there's no, you know, you're good to go on that. Um, hey, that stuff's on the printer, by the way. <laughs> Imagine that. Um, sorry, I, it's, um, I did the vehicles and the, uh, okay, on the printer. yeah, they're both on the printer. Um, <clears throat> it's how they know so, we're, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what happened. Uh, it's in the hallway, um, over by the big printer across from records. Um, but you know, I mean, I think you have to have a balance between being the, yes ma'am me too a balance between um being the tough guy and being soft when you need to well, i think um i mean fuck man i'd rather somebody cry than do something destructive yeah yeah and and, and like you're talking about man i used to never drink beer like i drink beer like and I hated this because I go into the VA and they'd be like, do you consume alcohol? And I'd be like, well, I mean, man, I haven't had a beer in like three months, but one month I might drink a six pack. And they're like, oh, you know, like we have to list something. And I was like, I don't know, put one, you know, one a week. Well, that's not an option. You know, well, what is an option? One a day. Well, I don't fucking drink one a day. Yeah. Um, but now that I've gotten into the the snobby craft beer thing where I'm, you know, buying a six pack at you know, fucking $30, you know, sampling my, my, you know, small batch IPAs. Um, Dude, you want to talk about price real quick. All right. Here's, here's the first rabbit hole part two for this. So the fucking, (laughs) did you see the, did you see the seltzer that drinking bros came out with? No. Oh my God. So they came out with the, with the seltzer, like hard, hard AF seltzer. Okay, so it's uh, you know like a like a white claw or Truly's whatever, but like 
they really, really worked on it. And apparently like the flavors are some of the best flavors ever. And it's like a, like a higher, uh, ABV and all this shit. It's like 8%. Oh, and, and it's called hard AF seltzer. Yeah. Hang on. It's blocked on my computer. Fuck <laughs> the webpage is blocked. What kind of <laughs> bullshit is this? <laughs> you should be able to look at anything. You're at the sheriff's office. So yeah, I'm in investigations. I need to be able to look up porn. Fuck. Um, so bro, so they came out with this stuff and, uh, you know, we were all falling or whatever. And, and I know, I know we're in some shitty times and fucking gas is bad and lumber's bad. And chicken's gone up like fucking everything. Yeah. And bro, a 24 case of this fucking seltzer is 69.99. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Listen, like, there's this chill AF seltzer that contains CBD. Like, I'm in on that. <laughs> yeah. I had to go yeah. on Google Images to see these things. Yeah, but uh yeah, man. So the craft beer thing, I don't know. Like, I'll try one every once in a while, but I, I've been more on a uh, – all right, so we're talking about, like, getting older and shit. Yeah. So, like, the beer I – mean, I'm drinking beer tonight. Just today's my Friday, sort of. Yeah. It's like my, my half Friday. So <clears> – <throat> I remember what that was like. Man. The, the distant galaxy far, far away a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the the beers fucking – Put it on your boy. Like, yeah. it, it's like I get fat off a of beer uh, yeah. very quickly now to where like there's some situations where you like you just need one. Like if you're going out to dinner, like you're not even though you're a bourbon guy, I'm not going to have bourbon at fucking dinner, especially if I'm driving. Um, you're just going to have, you know, a beer like when you first get there and then you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but no, I've gone to I've gone to just like mostly straight bourbon now. So you out all right man y'all be careful Holly, if you need anything so so that was my boy that i was in the crew with he's now moved over to the drug unit and they're working a, uh, they're working a case with the dea so the lady i was talking to is a fucking dea agent Shit. So that's so why I'm like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> like, you need a pin? Fuck, take my pin. I was like, damn, who? I was like, who is he talking to? Is that yeah, some nah. task force stuff? Uh, yeah. So she, no, she's a legit like federal fucking DEA agent. Right, right, right. right, um, right. But with the damn blue pills, uh, fentanyl pills, like whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Like we're pretty much in the damn epicenter of what's going on. Um, really. Yeah, pretty much. If if like if y'all are getting blue pills, they are it stand a strong chance of coming from us. Really? Um. So like we're working a big case, and like it's years in the making. Um, yeah. You know, and like this boy, like we popped him for going back to the VIN swap vehicles. We popped him for VIN swap vehicles, and as we served a, you know, arrest warrant on him, he had damn seven hundred twenty-five blue pills on him. Whoa. And, um, you know, and that was a straight up like I looked down on the floor and saw what did not look like it was supposed to be there. Again, just talking to the woman, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And I looked down and I was like, that's not supposed to be there. And I was like, what's that? And she's like, reaches over and is like pushing up underneath the damn jacket and was like, that's just trash. So I dove in the window after it. 
uh, which again, hundred percent legal. Like you know, like know what you can and can't do. Right. I dove in the window and I grabbed it when I I thought it was weed. When I unrolled it, I was like, oh fuck. Um, and then he had two mason jars slapped full of weed. So, um, damn, rolling. Yeah, but um. So anyway, so that was that was what that was all about. She needed to report, so they were trying to interview him, and he didn't want to fucking talk. So, yeah, fuck him. So, yeah, the the freaking I really like liquor, like <laughs> really like liquor. So if you were like, hey man, I got this fucking single malt small batch fucking bourbon and like this shit's like fucking you know $75 I'd be like fucking two drinks and yeah like have the whole bottle like down yeah no, to my, me like yeah my uh my go-to bourbon for maybe the last year has been Tex TX okay, okay. Uh, um, it's just like a good middle of the road bourbon. I mean, it's not, uh, it's like some other, uh, I can't it <laughs> but it's not, it's like, it's a, it's a doable bourbon. You know what I'm saying? Like you can go buy a bottle of it and, yeah. and, and you'll be all right. And it's, it's, and their marketing is super Super awesome! Just, if you just look up TX on Instagram, like it's it's great. That's kind of been my go-to for a while, and they have like custom, uh, like that is a pretty sweet looking bottle. Like I'm down on that. So their caps are custom. Oh. The, the top of them is every single one is a different piece of leather. Oh, yeah. So you can get That's like really price either. Yeah, you know, fifty. <laughs> You can get yeah, it cheaper. I know, dude. You can probably go to like a like a big, like a bigger liquor store. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And get it for like in the 30s. Yeah, this is one 32.99, Yeah, yeah. This yeah, one yeah. got this like 57. dollars yeah. I don't know, but I mean, that's like good. my problem is like I'll fucking drink the whole bottle and you know be like pissing on myself. Yeah. <laughs> They're like. Just enjoy it too much. Like, bro, man, when I when when the sheriff sent out the email for promotions, you know, I called my boy Jackson. I was like, hey, man, we're drinking beer at the house tonight. And he was like, all right, I'll be there. And I was like, hey, we're going to Mexican first to eat. And he was like, well, that's interesting. They got a fucking dude trying to repo a car and now they're fighting in a parking lot. That's great. So anyway, so we go to the damn Mexican restaurant and I was like, man, that was, dude, for some reason I've been on a margarita kick. Like call me a bitch if you want to, but like I've been <laughs> killing some margaritas. Well, sometimes it bees like that. And I was like, like, you know, they had like the house margarita or whatever, you know, it's like Ernesto, that's the name of the restaurant. I was like Ernesto's margarita. And it was like a little bit better than, you know, whatever, bro. I fucking drank that thing. Like it was going to run away from me. And then they have this thing called like a Paloma that has like the, the Mexican Sprite or whatever, the squirt, I think is what it's called. Okay. 
and like tequila and like some other shit. I fucking drank that thing, like hammered it. And my wife looked at me and was like, Are you okay? I was like, Mm-mm. Nope. Gonna need you to drive. Yeah. So, like she takes me home and like there was like about eight fucking Miller lights in the refrigerator. And I had a couple like, uh, it's called uh, rogue dead man ale. Yeah. 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 Dude, it's fucking delicious. I had two of those. I drank those. Like they were fucking, you know, Miller lights. Oh boy. And then killed the rest of my Miller lights. And I was like, Ooh, daddy's not good. Um, you know, and like if I would start drinking beer first, like I won't do that. But like if I start drinking liquor first, like I'm getting fucked up. I'm like not. I just no. I got you. so so that is a way to not deal with the stress of the job. <laughs> no, that was a celebration. Yes. Okay. Yes. Celebration, fine. Uh, if you're stressed out, don't do that because you'll be doing that every day, and then you'll be yeah, uh, you'll be unemployed quickly. <laughs> it, it's I've seen it, man. You know, I, I we just had one retire who. He's going to fucking drink every day. Um, and, you know, it's going to be it's going to be one of those bad situations. We had one who like, man, I shit you not like, dude, he was like a E5 or E6 in the Navy. Like he's a damn vet from the Panama, you know, invasion. Yeah. <laughs> like no shit killed people in Panama. Um, I mean, like, dude was a fucking G. Um he just recently retired, but like you could tell, like towards the end of his career, when he was on call and not able to drink, like that motherfucker would, like by day two or day three of being on call, he'd have the shakes. Um, you know, and and I come from, I come from a family of like alcoholics, so I am very careful about drinking. Uh, that's probably why I don't do it that much. Now, you know, that I buy, like, these expensive beers. Like, I I drink a beer, catch, like, a little quick buzz, and, like, I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's more or less, like, I buy a six-pack of, like, this expensive – well, I think it's expensive. Uh, you know, just kind of sip on it while I'm cooking dinner. Right. Enjoy the taste of the beer and then roll on from it. Um. I think a lot of people, you know, like you say, they, they, they drink it for an escape because we can't do drugs. Um, I mean, you can, but <laughs> I mean, you could, but it's frowned upon. Because, um, yeah. I mean, you know, let's be honest. If pot was legal, like, shit be on. Um, but, like, you know, it's just, it, I think people, people lean to that because it's an easy crutch. Yeah. You know, I come home, I drink fucking six, 10, 12 beers and I go to sleep and I forget about everything. You know, Oh, I can't sleep. Well, I can drink, you know, a 12 pack and it puts me to sleep. Right. Um, you know, rough day, six pack, forget about it. And then, you know, a rough day turns into an average day. And then, Next thing you know, you're drinking every day. Um, you know, we had one several years ago. Motherfucker was drinking at work. Oh, God. Ended up hitting a power pole in his patrol car. Mm. I'm talking about sloppy at like 11 o'clock in the morning. 
Mm. Um, and I think this, you know, again, as, as, um, I don't know what you want to call us, um, you know, as, as leaders in your department, you know, you need to be able to, you know, be able to see this stuff and address it. Like, Hey man, um, you know, you got some shit going on. You want to talk to me? You know, no, you don't want to talk to me. I think if you poke and prod enough, eventually they'll be like, all right, fuck you, man. Like I'll tell you what's going on. If that'll shut you up. Yeah. Um, but it's not a good, that is not a good crutch or habit or whatever you want to call it to have. Um, I, yours, mine, you know, Bobby's like, bro, I live in the gym. I'm in the gym at five o'clock every morning. Um, I'm not on any kind of medication. You know, I used to be, I came off of it. I found my own coping mechanisms and mine is the gym. I go, I beat the shit out of myself. Um, I better myself and I come out and now we're good to go. Yeah. There's, I've run into a lot of people where, so I like the gym. I like, um, like literally going like the traveling part, you got your pre-workout, you got whatever music you listen to. Oh, you, you know, you fucking got your shit. You fucking walk in there, and if you get like that gym smell, like, <laughs> like the fucking bottle yeah. and fucking, like, I like it. Yeah. Uh, so it's an easy outlet for me. Um, and then when you do work out, you fucking. You know, you look better. I mean, you look better for whoever you want to look better for. Yeah. Uh, Myself. And, and, and at work. So if you... I'm all about, like, command presence, right? Just, yep. like, if you look like you shouldn't be fucked with, that's just, that's just a, another advantage that I have. Uh, because... <clears throat> there's some people that listen to this that will know who I'm talking about. Uh, but it's somebody that worked at, at my department and <clears throat> for, let's say I'm just going to do it as a percentage. I know like the exact numbers and all this. So he wasn't a very, uh, productive dude. Uh, he had a lot of like unnecessary use use of force use of forces and yeah. uh, so I would say out of all of his arrests um, it was like 95% of them force had to be used Jesus Christ like it was bad dog like bad yeah and uh, it's one of those guys where you know, I had worked with them, you know, on OT days and stuff. And, um, where I know in like a completely like stagnant chill situation, kind of our conversations are going to start the same with people. 
but he just I don't know, man. He <laughs> just he just fuck up. <laughs> like why why are you use of forces so bad? Where uh and he was, you know, kind of a a fat doughboy kind of looking guy. Yep. And I am not. Yes. So, I mean, I think, you know, working out and taking care of yourself, just looking the part a little better can save you some aches and pains too. Yep. Uh, so I mean, I'll always be about like working out and looking good and make sure it <laughs> fits right and fits good and all that. Um, and then some of the other stuff I wrote down, it's like, it's, it's more of like the reasons you, you know, want to be good at your job and go home. And do this. So it's more um, mm-hmm. like personal things. Um, okay. So uh, unfortunately I don't get to see my kids every day, but I got to make sure that I, you know, make it to my next weekend off so I can see them. Right. Uh, and then when you are with them, like make sure that you, you know, if it's your kids or your significant other, say you're visiting family, or even if it's, it's so for these three things. So I, I put kids, uh, my dog, and my hobbies. So yep. those three things for me, or, or whatever your other, uh, you know, outlet detachment thing is, you have to make sure that you're like in that moment. Mm like quality time not you're with your kids but you're on the phone the whole time yep or you're you know i don't know spending time with with your dog or working on whatever hobby and you're i don't know a lot of us are very guilty of like multitasking um and you need to know when to like do it not do it yeah Uh, and like shut down certain things and just focus on you know, the main thing to detach or you need to have quality, like you need to have quality times with your kids. You need to have quality time you know, with your significant other. You need to, you need to focus in the gym. Um, now with hobbies and your dog, I mean, those are more, that's a little more loose and not quite as serious, but um, taking care of yourself, take care of your relationships and taking care of your kids. Um, you need to make sure you're giving a hundred percent into that. Um so yeah, it's especially your kids. Like, I mean, that is especially nowadays, man. Yeah, like the the juvenile, the whole like criminal juvenile situation right now. Jesus, it's fucking bad. Yeah, we just had a fucking fifteen year old shoot a sixteen year old in a yeah. movie theater parking lot. It's you fucking know. Wild. Like, but it, it's you know you got to be you have to be mentally there for like you said your significant others your I mean hell even your dogs like dude my dogs will know when I'm having an off day like you know oh, yeah. when it's just me and dogs like like I'm paying them attention. Yeah, you know we're going outside. I'm throwing the ball for them. Like I, you know, 
or, or shit, they might just want to lay on the couch with me and get their belly rubbed. But like, you know, I'm I am giving my dogs the attention that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my kids. You know, the other day, my my youngest son was like, "Let's play Hot Wheels City." Bro, we had a Hot Wheels track from my living room to my kitchen to my den. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know we had that much Hot Wheels track in my house. <laughs> yes. Like, we were doing shit like, if I hold this track up higher, how fast will this car go around there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and like, I started videoing it, you know, putting in like slow motion, and we were making jumps and shit, and like, yeah, destroyed my house, like oh my. destroyed it. But it was like, you know, <laughs> I told him I was like, "Go get mom and show her what we did." And like, my wife came in there, and like the next thing I know, like she's dropping Hot Wheels cars down this track, like seeing what they'll do. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, my my. My oldest son the other day was like, hey, dad, are you about to do laundry? And I was like, yeah. He's like, let me help you. Like, what, eight, what fucking eight-year-old wants to do laundry? Like, but, I'm you know, I took – Get my girlfriend to do laundry. Yeah, no shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I took the time, like, all right, buddy, like, put the clothes up to here. Like, put this much in here. Put, you know, like, all right, mash that button. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like if – if they want to help me freaking cook dinner, like within reason, like I let them help me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it's not, could it be easier? A hundred percent. Cause if you have ever tried to make a freaking salad with a four year old, like, holy shit. Um, but you know, it's something that like, you can't get that time back. Um, and especially with our profession, like there's stupid shit that cops are getting killed over, um, dry, you know, running code to a call, you know, running code to back up, a, a, a another officer yeah. and a fucking deer running out in front of you and you smoking a deer, mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody pulling out in front of you, you losing control of your car. Um, for God's sakes, how many times do you read that a, officer gets killed because they were on the side of the road helping a you know a motorist yeah yeah you know i mean like i'm more worried about getting hit by another car than i am getting shot Mm -hmm. um you know the most recent one in south carolina was uh they got killed was a jumper up in greenville wasn't it i know there was one in charleston got seriously hurt and the tow truck driver got thrown off the bridge yeah, I can't. Um, I can't but I think Jumper in Greenville was the last one. You know, he was on a fucking traffic stop and a car hit him. Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, and it's I I take that I you know I I understand the risks I've taken in this job, but I take that I put it on the back burner. You know, and I take every opportunity I have to spend quality time with my kids, not quantity time, because quantity, you know, man, we can. Yeah, we can sit in the same room for three hours, um, but I'd rather sit in a room for three hours and you know play Hot Wheels or Avengers or you know uh, watch a watch whatever movie they you know. I don't know if your girls like Encanto, but I almost have the whole movie memorized. <laughs> um, 
you know, it's, it's, I think that's, you know, the gym and, and, and my kids, man, like those are my freaking, yeah. that gets me through everything. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I've always tried to do or have, um, I don't know, just positive outlet outlets, um, you know, stuff that'll like, it's, it's a release, but not like, it's not going to fuck you up. Like there's some people like drinking or drugs or, yeah. uh, you know, their release is something negative. Yeah. Where my release is, um, I don't know. It just kind of works into like my well being and even work. Um, cause I mean, I have a lot of, a lot of hobbies that are still tied to the job. You know, yeah, uh, and I think I I, I, I think it. that's good. I do, but I, I mean, also I, think like, I think bro, it is. I like splitting wood. If you bring me some firewood, man, I'll cut fucking firewood yes. for you all day. Yes, yes. Um, yes. you know, and then find hobby. Like, it's not a bad thing to have hobbies related to the job because it's gonna going to make you better and make the job better. Right. You also need hobbies that are not related to the job at all. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think there's a lot of people that get so wrapped up in this job um, that if something happens, it is detrimental to not only it's their physical well-being, but their mental well-being. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's due to like do something stupid, get fired. And then this is all they know. And this is all their life around revolves around of, you know, so they don't know what to do anymore. Right. Uh, I have friends that aren't cops and I have hobbies that don't have to do with the job. Yeah. Because if that ever happens, and let's be honest, man, like I could do something fucked up here, get fired and nobody at the sheriff's office ever talked to me again. And, like, what do I have? You know, I mean, like, I've got my freaking, like, my crew guys, my CID guys, my SWAT guys. Like, I have all those guys. And now, you know, if something happens and they decide not to associate with me anymore, I have nobody. Right. Um, So I do have my group of friends that aren't cops. And, like we talk and they might ask me some, some law enforcement shit. And then, you know, when they start realizing like, Hey, I don't really want to talk about my job. We'll move on to other shit. Um, you know, I mean, one of them tells me all the time, man, your fucking job's so awesome. I'm like, yeah, but sometimes I wouldn't mind having a job like you. Like, you know how nice it would be to come home every night and eat dinner with my family. He's like, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's, like I said, the job puts a strain on us, but we have to, we have to be able to uh, work around it and work with it. And then, you know, our support system, they have to understand it. Uh, you know, I don't know about you, but like my whole family's in law enforcement. My uncle was the sheriff of Jasper County. He was the chief of Columbia Airport. He's retired. My aunt works for Jesus, Highway Patrol, Sled, Richland. She's retired. 
My cousin's a captain in Beaufort County. Uh, he's coming up on his retirement. Um, we're all cops. You know, we all know how to do it. Um, but if we get together, like, we don't talk about cop shit. Yeah. We talk about family. Like, we talk about, you know, whatever. Right. You know, and I think I think it's very important to have a support system um, around you that can, you know, get you out of the ruts that you're in, um, you know, get you through the hard times and get you through the, the good times. So... This fucking getting deep, bro. Like, God, fucking yeah. getting deep. <laughs> so, man, I don't even have a good transition for this, man. I'm honest. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're, yeah. uh, so, all right. Quality, let's just call it quality detachment. Yeah. So, the, all that for the first part was all about really taking care of yourself. Um, very last part okay so being positive change the mm-hmm. last kind of materialistic this 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 last part's a little bit more materialistic okay. so re- recruiting uh retention and also yeah, how the fuck do you transition from what we just go to to recruiting yeah. and retention yeah i don't it's it's, it's <laughs> hey you know who gave me this outline originally <sighs> you bitch you. Oh, I did do that. <laughs> you. So, bro, I get to brainstorm and shit, and I start writing shit down, and it's just like. I know. Well, it is kind yeah. of just last, the last part of being positive change, because, yeah. like, how can you have positive change without, like, being able to keep people and being I without mean, being able to pay, to pay people? So, I mean, this is more of like, the nuts and bolts of it, but yeah. I mean, it's still part of positive change because I mean, there's part, there's places when I got back into law enforcement and a uh, smaller agency, very poor part of the state. Um, I think the starting pay for officers was like $13 and some change Jesus, fuck me. per hour. So, you eat up weenies for dinner, uh, man. I know how to be poor now. I know how to be poor now. Mine was a little bit more than that because I was already certified, uh, college degree, military experience, you know, whatever. Yeah. But but that was their that was their starting. Like you get hired, you start doing your training, you wait to go to the academy, you were getting paid, you know, thirteen thirteen fifty eight an hour. Jesus fuck yeah yeah that's tough yeah where you know now most places to be even competitive you need to start at like uh like between like well let's look so between 18 and 19 will get you to 40k a year yeah and that's kind of is what's crazy is like Growing up, when everybody's like, oh, what are you going to do when you grow up? Or, you know, uh, I mean, I still had classes where um, I forgot what they called it. Uh, I was in Georgia when I took this, but it was like 
you like did research on like jobs that you would be interested in and like practiced um like um interviews like yeah to get a job and shit and uh you know it's and of course people always ask you know about the money They're like oh man you know if you go to college you get a job where you're making 40k like you're going to be a good fucking American citizen or, you know, whatever the fuck they said. Yeah. And, and bro, now I can go work for Chick-fil-A, you know, fucking butter and buns for 40 K, you know? Right. right. So, so now, now we're talking about, uh, you know, cause I mean, <clears throat> law enforcement kind of had the reputation, like, had kind of had the reputation where like, yeah, anything public service is honorable, but like you didn't need an education or really any like special skills to be a cop or a fire right. or yeah. EMS. Anything, right. And, and but back is, 10, 15 is, years ago, law enforcement didn't get paid well, but you had retirement and you had benefits, yeah. you know, like that was the big kicker is like, mm-hmm. you, you couldn't get that anywhere else. Right. You know, like you had to be, you know, law enforcement, fire, EMS, you know, some shit like that. Yeah. And it was like, well, you didn't get paid, you know, like paid okay, but like, bro, you got retirement and you got health insurance. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, about anywhere you go, you get damn health insurance. Yeah. Um, You know, it might not be the best, but, you know. Yeah. Well, and the and the pay and the the pay and the benefits hasn't it hasn't kept up with like I don't know what, what do we want to call it? it like public safety in South Carolina for the most part has not kept up with the private sector. No shit, no. Um, and then the bar is so much higher. Where I mean, fuck, man, there's so. There's sometimes where, like, to be a fucking cop, you need to literally pass the bar, like, to be a fucking lawyer. Like, because I, I look I, at, I, I go back you know, and forth with lawyers, like, all the fucking time about stuff. I'm like, well, goddamn, man. Like, how much are you fucking making? And I, and I know, I know at least half of this. So what, yeah. so what the fuck is half of what you're making? Yeah. And, and then, but look at, uh, you know, like the agency you started at, um, Greenville City, Charleston City. Um, sled, you know, I'm sure there's a couple we're missing out on requiring four year degrees. Yeah. Go be a cop. Now I could, I could get about a $10,000 pay raise leaving here and going to Greenville city, but like, bro, it doesn't, if you weigh it, the pros and the cons, like me having a college degree and being 40, $50,000 in debt. Right. To go work it an agency where I make like $10,000 more, like it doesn't fucking, it doesn't match up. Yeah. You know, Greenwood city, we, we don't, where I work at, we don't have any incentives for having a fucking degree for military, like nothing like that. Like we don't have incentives. Yeah. Um, you know, is what it is, whatever. Um, you know, fuck it. Greenwood city. If you have an associates bachelor's or a master's degree, gives you a thousand more dollars a year. Yeah, if you do the math, thousand more dollars a year without taxes taken away in a twenty year or twenty eight year career is twenty eight thousand dollars, bro. That doesn't pay for your degree. No, 
unless you get yeah they give you like they give you like it's like one percent or something like it's yeah like for every and everybody does it a little different but let's just say it's like one percent for every like year of college basically yeah um and it's like okay sweet so that's extra five hundred dollars a year for having a four-year degree yeah like that doesn't match up now i'm not saying i am not saying that you know a four-year degree is going to make you that much better of a cop or that somebody with a degree is just a better fucking you know they're just fucking smarter they're just a better person because that's not i can tell you that there's very few who have four-year degrees who are like fucking outstanding cops right like it is and i mean you know it might be different for where you are but like here it's like you got a fucking college degree it's like yeah i got a college degree in fucking criminal justice and you're like what the get your fucking money back yeah because like they come over here and they're like oh i have a college degree in criminal justice and it's like motherfucker you don't know shit yeah so stop being cocky it does not mean as 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 much as you think it does yeah like i got fucking seven years in the army as an mp and i can tell you that there is no comparison between military police work and civilian police work completely different right um you know, but it's – I think incentives are great. I really do. I think, um, you know, there's – I think Greenville County does, like, a percentage for being a veteran, for having a degree, for having – you know, like, by being bilingual. Um, and you get so much of a pay raise up to a certain percentage. So, like, basically, if you have an associate or uh, associate's degree is like two percent, a bachelor's is like three percent, a master's is like four percent. Right. You know, like being a veteran is like two percent. I think it's up to ten percent. So you get a fucking ten percent pay raise if you have, you know, X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, I think Anderson does like it's just money. So it's like seven fifty, you know, a thousand, like two thousand. Right. Um. You know, you're going to get better quality people by giving incentives like that. Like, you know, you're going to get more Hispanic people. You know, you're going to get more bilingual people. Um, you're going to get more people, more veterans. You're going to get more uh, people with degrees. Um, you know, whereas, like, we don't give incentives for anything. You know, why come work for us with a college degree when you can go – you know, right up the road and go work for Greenville or Anderson and get like a thousand, two thousand more dollars a year just for having a degree. Uh, you know, I think, I think it, I think pay incentives are, are a huge thing. Um, I think incentives for being in specialized units is a, is a huge thing. Um, you know, why do I want to come to investigations where I could potentially work 36 hours straight if I'm not making more money? Right. Uh, the big thing for, for us being on crew was there was no incentive. There was no pay raise. There was no, you get a cooler car. Like, bro, we wore combat shirts, tan plate carriers, and tan boots. Like, that was the, the different, that was the incentive. There was no pay raise. There was, there was nothing. Now, they are, they're about to get a pay raise. They don't fall under uniform patrol anymore. They fall under investigations. Um, you know, so like, 
give them a reason. I mean, my reason was I just want to be a freaking goon, be a pipe hitter, whatever you want to call it. Right. Jump out, boy. Um, that was my incentive. Uh, SWAT. SWAT only gets overtime for call-outs. We don't get overtime for training. We get comp time. Mm. But the Bloodhound team, who is now two people, they get freaking overtime for training, and they train once a week. Hmm. They get two hours of overtime every fucking week, and they don't do shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's right. Yeah. So everybody was on, and that was back when the Bloodhound team. What it was is the Bloodhound team was worth a shit, and SWAT wasn't. Hmm. But now yeah. the fucking roles have reversed. Um, and you know, like nobody wants to be on the Bloodhound team anymore. It used to be everybody wanted to be on the Bloodhound team because they got overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now everybody wants to be on SWAT because we're the fucking pipe hitters. Like, we're the cool guys. I mean, you know, come on, man. I got cry, for, I got cry precision fucking pants. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm wearing lower boots. I've got my freaking Norm Tactical uh, Kandahar combat shirt with the hoodie. Ooh. Dude, I am Gucci as Gucci fucking gets. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and another change. I know we, you know, I mentioned uh, on on part one. I'm in investigations now. Part two. I'm a motherfucking SWAT team leader, bitch. Um, you know, that was kind of one of those things where he was like, "Hey, man, I'm going to take the bolt gun away from you and make you a team leader." And I was like, "You can go fuck yourself," is what you can do. <laughs> and then finally, after about a year of that, he was like, "Hey, man, seriously, like, you are a team leader now." Um, so I'm kind of, um, I'm a team leader as well as I'm over the snipers. Um, I'm pretty much the go-to for sniper shit if something bad breaks. Um, but I am now, you know, no longer the active sniper for the team, which kind of sucks, but, um, you know, it's, it's my turn to, to pass the torch, so to say. Yeah. Um, so I mean, how much of that stuff do y'all, I mean, use to like recruit people? Because it's got to be, even though, you know, these <coughs> to the fucking north, y'all might pay a little bit more. Um, I mean, would you say that it's, I mean, easier to get certain special assignments where you're at and you kind of exploit that? Yeah, I think so. I think so. We're we're really trying to revamp recruiting stuff because it's, you know, man. I mean, back in the day, like when we were kids, like everybody wanted to be a fucking cop. You know, you had cops on TV, like you had fucking cop action figures. You know, like you had Ro- the movie RoboCop. You know, Beverly Hills Cop. Like, you know, like Die Hard. Every fucking movie action movie was about cops um you know and now like that's not the case no uh you know i mean the last if if you really think about like the last really good action movie about cops was damn into watch um yeah it's it's kind of been kind of campy yeah it's been on like the federal side you know like sicarios and unrealistic but probably true you yes, know that, shit uh, with the CIA uh, you know yeah. it's all um, 
what's the man? I always uh, Den of Thieves. Yeah, that was a good one, but that was like bad cops. You know, like it was like bad, like, sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Uh, the movie Triple Nine. You know, again, that was a movie about bad cops. Like now, the movies are more about dirty cops. Yeah, and that does. Um, you know, so you you've got to change your recruiting style. Um, now you know it used to be like you had to fucking know somebody. Like you used to have somebody in the sheriff's office that would get you a job. Yeah, you know, like would go to bat for you. And now it's like you're having to go and find people. Um. You know, I had a kid the other day. I went to I went to college with his brother. We were fraternity brothers. And then when I used to work security at the movie theater, and he worked at the movie theater. He just got out of the Navy. And um, he's like, hey, man, I got out of the Navy. Or his brother called me. and was like, hey, man, my little brother just got out of the Navy. Uh, he wants to get in law enforcement. I was like, you're not trying to recruit him to be a firefighter like you? And he was like, bro, he wants to be a cop. So, all right. So, I went over to his house, and I talked to him for a couple hours. I was like, man. You know, we've got freaking, you know, you're going to start out in uniform patrol, but we've got crime reduction unit. We've got SWAT. We've got the K-9 team, um, which we're running, you know, full patrol apprehension dogs. Um, we got the drug unit, like we got boat patrol, um, you know, and he was like, fuck yeah, man. Like, that's something I want to do. Um, and I really pushed recruiting this guy. Well, then all of a sudden I was like, I called him. I was like, hey, man, have you heard anything? He's like, no, I haven't heard anything. So I go to the major and I was like, hey, uh, if we don't call and tell this kid something, like he's going to go somewhere else. Like we're going to lose him. And he was like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, I'll call him right now. I was like, yeah, please. So he's starting on the 21st now. Yeah, I don't Uh, think – well, that's good. Yeah. I don't think – I don't think fucking cops are good at recruiting. No, I think we are shit at recruiting. I think, and I don't. But I don't even think it's that fucking hard. Um, you no. just, you just, you, you make kind of, uh, you know, a flyer of your fucking agency and what you have to fucking offer. Um, yep. the incentives, the base pay, and you go to because I mean, there's fucking job fairs and shit all the time. Um, yeah. you, you just know, have to fucking go to them in and outside of uh, colleges. So you can get your veterans, you can get people with fucking degrees if you're trying to, you know, you're trying to raise the bar that way. I mean, that's fine. Um, but then when are we going to start? So I've like started having conversations with people like when are we going to start seeing um, more of like the benefits that you see like on the federal level and the military seeping into like regular law enforcement? And then, and then, well, let's hit that first, and then I got another yeah. little point that I wrote after. So, when are we going to start seeing some of that um, in regular state level law enforcement? I I'll make this comment, and it'll tie into everything you'll understand. You know how McMaster's is talking about raising the starting pay of all law enforcement. So. I interpreted that as state agencies. Correct. But I had somebody at this sheriff's office sit down in my fucking office and go, 
do you hear my masters is pushing for pay raises? You know, starting pay is going to be 40,000. Like, you know, that's going to be great for us. And I was like, McMaster's can't tell this county what our pay rate, you know, what our pay is going to be. And right. I said, that is for state agencies. That is for highway patrol, you know, fucking NR, fucking all that. And I was like, I was like, how is he going to go to, you know, whatever small podunk department y'all have? Cause I know you have them that has like five fucking officers. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've got two of them. How are they going to go to where Shoals and say, Hey, your starting pay has to be, you know, uh, starting pay has to be $40,000. The fucking chief don't make more than that. Dude, right. he as a six-year investigator makes more than chief Ware Schultz. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's... It is great. I think... I think if the state as a whole could scrounge up some fucking money and throw it at every department in the state of South Carolina and say, this is for pay raises. The state will front you X amount of dollars for your pay. I think it'd be great. Yeah, then you just got to make sure that you just got to write it up where, you know, whatever you know, whatever sheriff's office or police department or it wouldn't even really be up to them. It'd be up to County council or fucking city council. Does it fucking just like, Oh, well the state's going to cover this. So we don't have to pay as much anymore. Like it still, it has to be like a set percentage of like, yeah, like whatever your current pay is now, like, you know, say like that's whatever the hundred percent is. We're gonna chip in like ten percent on top of whatever your current one hundred percent is. Yeah. Uh, well, and like the COVID money, I don't know if y'all got that, but like we were yeah. told that it was I'm illegal sure. to give that to uh, individual employees. Then after it was brought up that you know all these other departments are doing it, then it was said, oh well, we're going to. Um, we're going to invest in the future of the county and we're going to buy property. Huh? So like sheriff's office is not sheriff's office, fire EMS. Like none of them are getting one shiny fucking penny. Really? So, you know, that's interesting too. Meanwhile, the PD right across the street from us, I don't know how much they gave them. They're not giving it to the officers, but they are buying equipment with it. Hmm. They're like, they're buying fucking vests. They're buying cameras. They're buying guns. They're buying cars. Like, they are fucking buying everything that they can. I don't give a shit. Would I like a fucking fat check? Yes. But I'd also like a new car. You know, like, I'd like a, I don't really care. I mean, I got a new plate carrier um, with those stupid light plates. Um, you know, I'd like some fucking money for the SWAT budget. Uh, we just got a new boat for our boat patrol, but you know, um, you know, I mean, insert piece of equipment. I'd like to have it. Right. Um, you know, I think, I, I don't know. I don't know what, you know. So then with that paid, like, and I don't even know how they would go about doing this, but 
and then you, we were just talking about like, oh, well, how can you enforce it, you know, county to county? Like, you can see how you can do it state for state agencies. Yeah. Kind of mandating, and that's kind of a eh, kind of word right now too. But yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of uh, creating a law enforcement minimum wage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. you, listen, dude, they're doing great. Um, they're doing great. Highway Patrol, man, like they are paying those dudes out in the ass. Yeah, they've got a couple, and I've seen people. I've seen people leave to go. I've seen. I've seen it work out, but I've also seen people where they fucking went and uh, so trooper. For anybody that doesn't know, like trooper school is like. Uh, I don't know. It's a little bit harder. Yeah, it's an addition to like you go through the basic academy and then you go through like a school on how to be a trooper, like how to wear your fucking hat and tie. And yeah, um, they kind of it has like one like it's like one iota higher to where it's like kind of boot campish. I'm not trying to compare it to a, a legitimate military boot camp and I'm sure as fuck not trying to compare it to fucking Paris Island but they get in your face a little bit and all this and I've seen yeah. people they get fucking yelled at by somebody in a training environment they're like oh I don't like this and they fucking quit I'm like dude you're fucking stupid you can't get fucking yelled at for a couple weeks to make yeah. like, like bro I know a lot of people where I, and I kind of looked at the numbers Bro, if I went to Highway Patrol, I'd make like, I'd get like a ten grand raise. Oh, I would be sitting fucking pretty at Highway Patrol, like, oh, yeah. like well into the fifties, like okay. well into the fifty thousand range. Yes, yes. Um, you know, and like, because I would be close. Because, dude, at ten years, you're a master trooper. Yeah, it used to be ten years in the Highway Patrol. Now it is ten years experience. Uh-huh. A master trooper's making like a thousand dollars less than a corporal. Yeah. Like no fucking brainer. Yeah. I cannot be a supervisor. I can they get paid like a supervisor? Shit. Mm-hmm. But their recruitment is off the chain. You know, like you get to wear the cool exactly. hat. Like, that's who that's who well, they have a recruiting page. Yeah. Oh, they have recruiting troopers. Yeah. You know, yeah, they have a recruiter down the door. Yeah, they have a recruiter. Yeah, but got a couple of them. Their recruiting is off the chain, but look at their retention. Yeah, it is shit. Yeah. It is so bad, but that is that old school trooper mentality. You know, it is. You need to have X amount of traffic stops a day. You need to have X amount of tickets a day, X amount of warnings a day. Like, you need to have X DUIs a month. It's not a quota because quotas are illegal, but it is highly recommended that you do this. You yeah, know? Or, or you're not going to get promoted or not get whatever fucking region you want or something. Yeah, you know, and they're putting, you know, numbers on a door. They're not fucking putting names. They'll put like your badge number. And then put like fucking, you know, how many traffic stops you did, how many DUIs you had, and like if your shit goes down, the your like names highlighted. And like, no. you know, it, it's not, 
you know, our sheriff is a, he was a fucking lieutenant in the highway patrol. And like, he doesn't care about that stuff. Yeah. That's why he was so well liked over there. Like, they loved him because, well, for one, at two o'clock in the morning, you'd hear him call out a traffic stop and you'd be like, oh shit, oh shit, where's he at? And he still does <laughs> that. <laughs> you know, like I have a working sheriff. Like he comes out and he works. Um, yeah. He doesn't have to. He chooses to, and that's why he is so well respected here. Um, that makes a difference. <clears throat> you know, um, but you know, you've got what was it? Oh, um, we had a dude. Man, we had a fucking crazy weekend uh, two weekends ago. It was like my first weekend in CID, and they were like, "We need you here now." And I was like, "Fuck." Um, but like it, this dude was was meth out of his gourd. Actually, he was on some cough medicine that if you take enough, it gives you effect of PCP. Um, he like fucking beat the shit out of his family, robbed a fucking store, tried to beat the shit out of some stranger, almost got dome pieced by this dude. Um, but a trooper gets out with this guy. Dude's confrontational. Well, one of my guys gets out with him with the dog. The trooper is not going hands-on with this guy. Well, my guy goes hands-on with him, and the trooper runs to go cut his dash camera on because he's worried about getting rode up because his camera wasn't on. What the fuck? Instead of, instead of officer safety and helping my guy fight this dude who is essentially on PCP, he goes and runs and cuts his camera on. Good Lord. Uh, you know, a, a good friend of mine that's a trooper, he got rode up for fucking spitting on camera. What? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. They said you spit 47 times on camera. Yeah, because yeah. he's probably got a fucking chaw in like oh, every it, other trooper should. Yeah, fat lip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? You know, um, it's, you know, one of my guy, one of my, one of the troopers in my region, he got rode up because he showed up to our jail, said, Hey, there's something in this female's crotch. I don't know what it is because I can't go down there and get it. The fucking jailer goes down there and gets it. It happens to be a gun. The jailer freaks out about it, writes a fucking letter to Troop 2 headquarters, and the trooper gets rode up for it. That must be even even though he said there's something down there. That must be that troop up there, man. It's dude, they're writing them up for everything. That's to see. And that's that's miserable. Yeah. Who the fuck wants to deal with that? Right. I mean you don't, but then these guys are like, Well, I can't go anywhere because if I do, I'm gonna take a ten thousand dollar pay cut. Yeah. I mean they'd have to go to like fucking Charleston. Yeah. Even get close. Yeah. Charleston, Buford, Greenville. Uh, I mean, I think that, you know, maybe Ori. I don't know what Ori's paying, but. <clears throat> but I mean, man, it's, it's like you talk about shit leadership. I mean, that's what's, that's where your retention issue is. It's not, it's not necessarily the job because this job has its hard times. It has its. You know, just like we talked about before, like it has its mental strain, it has its physical strain, but like, man, for the most part, like we have a great job. Like, name a job where you can go to the gas station anytime you want to, 
because you ran out of fucking, you know, a bang. Yeah. You know, like my wife has an office job. Like she can't leave her office whenever she wants to. Yeah. No, I tell people all the time. I mean, the, like if you just do like just a couple things, right. Like you have so much fucking freedom. I get to drive around all day. Yeah. In somebody else's car. (laughs) Yeah. And you're not paying for the gas. You get to listen to whatever music you want. You get to listen to whatever podcast you want. As long as you're listening to the radio, answering your calls for service, running some radar. I mean, you can do, and then you can work or not work as hard as you want. Yeah. Like yeah if you can go out there and make a drug case a day, or you can go yeah. out there and just answer your calls for service. Yeah. I mean, if you're having, because I mean, there's certain days where it's just like, I mean, <laughs> sometimes the environment of calls for service kind of <laughs> will, di- will dictate that for you. But most of the time, you know, if you're feeling motivated one day, you can go get warrants. You can go, you know, if you got, you know, extra bodies that day. Or if you're feeling like shit, you can also chill. Yeah. And like, it's, there's so much flexibility and freedom that I, I really think it's underrated. Yeah, uh, yeah. But when you're attacked like we are on the news constantly, um, you know, and that's what people see. I mean, there is, even within county, which is obviously in South Carolina, the, I was having a conversation with some people and, uh, it, you know, it was a rural side of the county where we don't get out as much. Um, like they legitimately thought that they didn't see us and they didn't see us as much because of budget cuts <laughs> because that's what they've been, you know, that's what they've been, that's what they're being fed on the news. I was like, I was like, sir, that is, that is not, it's not budget cuts. It's actually not, you know, being able to get enough officers and even, you know, put it in the budget for more officers. You can have people, you know, in certain zones or regions, you know, across, you know, your towns and your, in your county and shit. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, this guy, conservative county in a conservative state, uh, you know, legitimately thought that he wasn't seeing us because of budget cuts, not necessarily, you know, because we can't get more officers for whatever reason for retention or, you know, you just don't have the slots or, you know, you got people waiting in training. Like he literally thought that it was like some bullshit in LA where they're, you know, LA and New York, like <laughs> initially their fucking yeah. budget cuts were, you know, as, as large as, uh, our whole state budget. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, about to say, like, yeah, like it's fucking wild. Ten years in this county of money. Yeah, like, and but it's just crazy that the, um, you know, the news and whatever way that they uh, consumed it made them mm-hmm. think that in a deep red county in a deep red state. Yeah, yeah. it was wild. I was like, what? I was like, what? I was like, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure nobody cut the budget in South Carolina. Like, yeah, no, nowhere. I like, think the county that got hit the worst was Charleston when they got that new sheriff, and she like fucked Charleston County up. Uh, man, I, I, when she got elected, I wasn't even really paying attention to that. I just, oh, saw, I just saw that Al Cannon lost, and I hadn't read up on it, and I was like, Al Cannon lost. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? And then it's, I mean, it's a progressive, it's a progressive female officer. And 
who was like, if you don't, if you don't believe in what I believe in, turn your shit in. Yeah, it, it yeah. Was I mean, bad. she gets a, I mean, she gets elected and gets very, uh, you know, dictatorial about it. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Charleston hasn't really been changing for the better. No, but it's been like that for a while. So yeah, that was one of those like. I mean, I wasn't surprised that it happened because I mean, it's like yeah. the most progressive. It's the most progressive part of the state, liberally yep. progressive part of the state. Yep. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I was surprised that he lost, but then I started reading up on it, and I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. When I started reading her campaign page, I was like, oh, they're fucked. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, enough. I mean, you get you get you get what you elect. Oh yeah, yep. Um, you know, I think we're fortunate. You know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know much about your sheriff, and and I don't, and you don't know much about mine. But I think, you know, as far as is, you know, we're very fortunate where we work. Um, you know that we have sheriffs that stand behind us, and we have sheriffs where we know what they stand for and what they believe for, and there's no question about it. Um, and that is, I think that is one of the biggest things about our department is like, bro, there's no gray with my share. Like, you know, you 100, like my man has never drank in his life. Oh, Jesus. My man don't <laughs> cut. Yeah. Like he knows we do, but he's like, like, man, you drop a GD in front of this man. Like you're going to spend an hour in his office. <laughs> um, but like I cuss a motherfucker out on the side of the road and he's just like hey Parker uh, try not to do that next time and I'm like oh yes sir sorry um, <laughs> like, but then his you know number two man is like goddamn motherfucker look, sheriff let me tell you about this goddamn motherfucker I fucking punched him in his fucking face and called him a fucking pussy oh, Jesus <laughs> and sheriff's like <laughs> it's like, Whoa. Um, but that's the thing. Like when I say, like, you know where everybody stands here. That's the way it is. When I say, like, it is a like the biggest thing about retention here is like the bad ones weed themselves out. Like we don't fire them; they leave. Yeah, you know, it's like, hey, brother, you don't fit here. Yeah, it makes a big difference. You know, the ones that uh, I'm trying to think, man, I'm my best friend. I, just, I recruited him here from another agency. He was here for about a year, and then the agency he came from, like, promised him all this stuff. He's probably going to be the next sheriff over there, which I'm okay with. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, that was one of those things, like, I knew it was going to happen, and, and, you know, I hope he does well. You know, nothing but best wishes. But, like, yeah. before that, like – Man, like we had this one dude who was a fucking turd. I mean, he was me, me, me. Look at what I do. Look what I do. You ain't shit. You know, crew should be run like this. Um, you know, I'm one of the most qualified people to come over to SWAT. And I was like, well, why don't you try to get on crew? Because crew is not a, uh, it's not a, it's an appointed position. Like you get picked for crew. You don't interview for it. Um, you know, so when I left, like, I picked my replacement. Um, 
But anyway, like, and I was like, well, why don't you try out for SWAT? And like, he never did. Like, all he wanted to do was talk shit, but he didn't want to like back it up. Oh, he finally <laughs> fucking he finally left. Um, you know, we've lost some people to uh, other agencies for like money. You know, we're talking like substantial amounts of money, eight, ten thousand mm. um, dollars. We've lost. We've lost a few to state agencies. Um, you know, like we lost one to uh, probation. We lost one to SCDC as an investigator. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, you know, we really haven't lost people to, they just want to get out of law enforcement. Um, it's pretty much been stuff that was kind of outside of our realm. Um, we lost one to highway patrol kind of more his speed you know the calls of service thing kind of wasn't for him yeah you can kind of tell you know we'll but we've we've picked up a lot of people we got some big grant for SROs and we hired like 10 fucking SROs yeah that's been that's been a big push you know we we've hired we just took a bunch from Lawrence County. Um, you know, they've got a lot of shit going on over there that I won't know part of. Um, I don't know what they got going on over there. That's their business, but it is a it is a shit show. Um, that must be why I didn't see fucking anybody over there during the. <laughs> they don't have a team anymore. The team is non-existent. Bro, I didn't even see. County deputy the whole time I was up there. Yeah, you know that's the largest county in the state. You know how many people they have patrolling that county? You said Lawrence is the biggest. Yep. Really? Yep. Like land wise? Yep. I thought it was Horry County. I think it's Lawrence. If not, it's the second. Damn. But they're like damn near. They're damn near like eight hundred square miles. Shut the front door. Yeah, Lawrence County's huge, man. I'm about to look this up right now. Yeah, let's get on it. <laughs> Biggest county in South Carolina. I could be wrong. Oh, Charleston County is what it says. Really? Yeah, 13. Yes, Charleston County is 1,358 square miles. Holy fuck. Yeah, I think. Um, Let's see what Lawrence is. It's 124. That's still big. How many? 724. Yeah, still. Yeah, that's, that's big. That, that's big. They have three deputies patrolling Lawrence County. Oh. Yeah. What's their population? What's their population look like? Let's see. 724, 67,000, so. It's not bad. Let's see. Abbeville's next to us. Let's see what Abbeville has. Abbeville's 511, 24,000. But, I mean, if you look at it, like, everybody around us, you know, you got Abbeville, Greenwood, Lawrence, Edgefield, Saluda, McCormick, Newberry. Um, like, we're the biggest agency with the most population in that whole area. 
Um, I think the FBI, you know, FBI does their statistics and all that stuff. Uh, FBI is, I guess, the leader in crime data for the nation. They say based off of our population and calls to service, our sheriff's office should have 120, I think 120 sworn deputies. Everybody's going to be under. Do what? Everybody's going to be under. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um There, there's no doubt that everybody's going to be under. Um, I mean, that's just the way of the world right now, unfortunately. I mean, you know, like San Diego Sheriff's Office. I mean, they have what, like fucking 2,000 deputies? No, yeah, I can't even imagine. And, I mean, they're under. I mean, fuck, look at like Greenville. Like Greenville, we're so close to. That's why I compare to them a lot. They're slotted for like 400. Hmm. Um, let's see. Greenville County. Oh, they're fucking huge. 759. Yeah. You're 523,000. Hmm. Um, and, you know, they're sitting at like 400 or, yeah, 350, 400 deputies. I couldn't imagine, bro. I mean, could you like, I know everybody at the sheriff's office. Yeah, no, it's, it's that just that big environment is just not my jam. I don't think I got. I don't, I don't know. Not my freaking jam, man. But it's. Yeah. I well, think. Uh, you know, I, I think I think the environment of your of your office or or department really, really has to do with retention. I think the cool guy gigs um, help out, you know, like obviously I want to be somewhere that has SWAT. Um, Us having CRU has helped out a lot of things. A lot of people want to come over here so they can be on that team. But I think just the environment of your department as a whole, like who wants to work at a shitty department? Yeah. Um, who wants to work with a bunch of shitheads? Who wants to work with a bunch of lazy people? Um, if that's your thing, you know, find a department that's full of lazy people that has a low call volume. Yeah. They're out there. I mean, we have. That's what I think really makes the difference. Cause I mean, you're not getting into law enforcement for the money anyway. Shit, no. <laughs> I mean, any public service. I mean, there's some. You know, there's always going to be those departments that pay higher. There's going to be different parts of just the country where, um, you know, their cops or firefighters make might make money, but for the most part, um, it's just not. It's just not like that. Yeah, it's just you not know. like. That. Yeah, it's well, not like I said. We can go Chick Fil A and make more money. Yeah, no, I've seen a couple places where they're. You know, Chick Fil A's hiring for twenty, twenty one, twenty two. I'm just like Jesus Christ. Jeez, good God. Yeah. So, all right, man. You got any closing statements for trying to help the positivity of our career field? Man, um, yeah. Be be the change. Uh, it's got to start somewhere. Be be a positive 
cancer. It is so easy to be a negative cancer. And I, I don't think positive cancer is the way to look at it. Um, you know, there's so many people to be a cancer in an environment, in a department. Don't, don't be that guy, be the guy, be the positive change, be the one who wants to reach out and help people. Um, if it is somebody who is above you tactfully help them. Um, don't be scared to learn something new. And I will, I've had it told to me and I will tell it to everybody else. Continue to learn because the day you stop learning in this job is the day you need to quit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, in a nutshell, and I think that's paraphrasing about everything we've said for the last three total hours of. For sure. Going. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and anytime somebody's asked me, um, cause everybody always wants like, like a, uh, like all encompassing like solution. Yeah. Don't and do it. <laughs> I, just tell, and I just tell people, um, and it's more of like people that are outside of law enforcement asking about it. I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, man, all I can do is, is, you know, try to do my best for every single interaction with the public that I have. You know, it comes to explaining stuff to people on traffic stops. It, it comes down to, like, not unnecessary, you know, using unnecessary force, uh, physical right, yeah. force, or, you know, unnecessary, like, yelling at somebody. Like, when the, like, yelling at somebody has almost never almost never worked for me like my kind of like look intimidating but like speak softly approach has yeah. like done me wonders oh man that has taught me out of many a foot pursuit yeah like um, i think yeah and yeah i mean being again being positive being a positive person within yourself will carry over. You'll have positive interactions with the citizens, with, you know, the subjects or suspects, whatever you want to call them, people you're dealing with. Right. You'll have positive encounters with people you work with and you will spread. You'll, you'll, you'll spread it. You know, you'll see, you'll have that impressionable young freaking you know deputy one or whatever y'all call them um who will be like man fucking aaron like dude aaron talked this guy into putting handcuffs on himself like you know <laughs> aaron fucking handed the handcuffs to this guy he handcuffed himself sat himself in the back of the car and put his own seatbelt on like <laughs> you know yeah. uh, man i can't tell you how many times like we have had some fucking turds and like they're like, man, thank you for doing this. You know, like, I was an asshole. And I was like, yeah, you were an asshole. I was like, you were nothing but nice to me. And I was like, yeah, I was nothing but nice to you. You know, like, you're, you're a really nice guy. I am a really nice guy, you know? Like, <laughs> yes. you don't have – just because they're being a fucking dick doesn't mean you have to be a dick. Like, just don't yeah. do it. Oh, yeah, I definitely uh, – I definitely use the, the kill him with kindness approach, like, a lot. Yeah, the kill them with kindness, you know, just, you know, make sure you're following all the fucking rules. 
And uh, in that body cam, dude, that three pronged attack, like you're not gonna get you're not gonna and like think about it, like think about you being a juror. You're sitting in the jury box and you're watching your body cam video, and you're like, This cop was being really nice, and this dude was being a fucking dick. Yeah, because I mean yeah, even if you don't understand or in a jury. Um, doesn't understand, or maybe they don't understand it as thoroughly. You, you know, the law or the situation, or or whatever kind of bi- pre-existing bias they already have. Everybody understands when somebody's an asshole. <sighs> like you're just like he's being mean. I don't like him. He's being <laughs> mean. Not guilty. Like and that's like how many people think like that, and they're just like. You can explain, you know, circumstances and the statutes and case law and all this, and they don't give a fuck. All they're going to see is, well, that guy was mean and that guy was nice. You know, guilty, not guilty. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, cause I, cause I can fuck up your life and be super nice about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I just don't think enough people take advantage of that. They don't. They don't. You know, I think people are so pre-programmed to this is a bad guy and, like, that's all he'll ever be. And you're right. Like, a shithead's a shithead. But I can talk to him as nicely as I can and, like, I can make myself look like a super good guy and just make him look even worse. Yeah, just paint him in a corner. You know, and it's like... And I gave you every opportunity to tell me the truth. And, like, you just couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, bro, I've made people feel bad. Like, I've made people feel like shit. And just, I can be a smart ass too. And my, like, my supervisor hated that shit. Cause, and I don't intentionally do it. Like, it just fucking comes out. <laughs> Yo, I know. <laughs> I'll be like, fuck. And, you know, my supervisor looks over at me and he's like, God. I'm like, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to do that. Like, it just <laughs> slipped. Um, but, you know, I mean, I've, I've learned to use that to my advantage. I've learned to use, you know, like, say, kill them with kindness to my advantage. Um, yeah, sometimes you have to be a dick and insert boot in ass. Um, but use that sparingly. Like, use that as a tool for last resort. Because, like, some of these people, you have to call them a motherfucker before they start listening to you. Yeah. But you've got to figure out. Yeah, you've got to figure out who that guy is. Yeah. Um. You know, you don't want to call grandma a motherfucker when, when all she did was cut you off in traffic. Yeah. You know, like, ma'am, did you not see me? You know, like you almost hit me. That you know, you could have caused a collision. You know, it's like, I got my camera, and she's like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. You know, like, you scared me to death. And, like, ma'am, you scared me, too. Like, you know, I just want to make sure you're okay. Are you okay? Like, you know, I don't want you know, you know, and, and they're, next thing you know, like, they're thanking you and shit, you know, like, that, you know, that's, it's, it's positive. You, you, you get that positive interaction. You will make not only yourself look better, but your department look better. And you like I, I will harp on it. You have positive interaction. If you are positive in yourself, you'll be positive to the people around you, whether it be the people you deal with or the people you work with. And that in and of itself will spread 
positive throughout your department. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just think it's too easy, but it's just some people just push back on it. It's too much. And I don't, and I don't know why. People but. work harder to get out of work. Like, yes. yeah. bro, blows my mind. Blows my mind. And that's for another podcast. Like, yeah. People work okay. harder to get out of work. Yeah. No, we, no, I, I got a good example for that one that we can, we can write up later. But, <laughs> dude, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just switched to day shift. I'm dying right now. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. What that's I don't know what that's like anymore. I, you know, Monday through Friday, eight thirty to five. I don't know what that's like anymore. I'm gonna call this week so I can make up my hours as long as I pick up the phone when they call me. Golly. Um, you know, and I get four hours overtime, or I think I get eight hours overtime for the weekend. Uh huh. Yeah. Whatever that on call shit is, I guess. Bro, you just you wait till you're wearing khakis and polos and no know, <laughs> computer. No sir. You'll be a road dog the rest of your life. Road dog for life. That twenty five year old sergeant that's like, hey, back in my day we used to fucking throw people on the ground. Yes. One hundred percent. That's right. I'm gonna be that 28-year-old supervisor or 28-year supervisor talking about well, back in investigations, back when I was on the cat team, you know. Yeah. Nah. I, you know, I think back in the day. Man, I just, you know, I, I've, I've told him and I'll tell him again, like I want to get as much experience in every division of the sheriff's office so I can be a better supervisor. You know, be a better supervisor, be a better leader, a better teacher, you know, so the next fucking generation of cops that come up are not shitheads. Um, and I, th- I think that should be everybody's goal in law enforcement. That's going to be a constant battle. Um, you know, and that's a, you know, it's kind of, I made that decision that that's a battle I'm going to fight. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in it for the long run. Uh, you know, my uncle did it. My aunt did it. My cousin did it. You know, I'm going to do it. Um, you know, and I think if you set good, you know, set goals like that, uh, man, sky's the limit. You know, one day we'll be fucking wearing shiny bars on our collars talking about, you know, this conversation we had. Remember that shit 15 years ago? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck no more. I got six months before I can retire. Oh, God. <laughs> God, I hate that shit so much. It pisses me off, but... They'll, oh, say, well. they'll say that, and, like, they've done, like, nothing to help the department or help the community. That is... I think like, that's... Like, long-term. Yeah, or, no, I'm mean, like, they've done... They have done nothing. They have done nothing but work until retirement and now what they're trying to do is they're trying to do as little to rock the boat until retirement and they don't want anybody around them or under them to rock the boat so it does not hinder their retirement yep me like bro i pay fop every fucking year to represent me for when that day comes yep because like you put your hand on the stove you're gonna get fucking burned Yep. It's plain and simple. Like the day's coming where I'm going to get sued over some shit. 
and that's going to be it. I mean, you know, I've, I've been in lawsuits before. I'm not worried about them because um, I'm going to keep fucking doing my job. Yeah. Well, you know, doing, I you're doing can't your worry job. about that shit. Yeah, yeah. fuck them. If you're not getting sued, you're not doing your job right. Let's yeah. fucking end on that shit. If you don't get fucking sued, you need to work harder. <laughs> work harder get sued till next time Patrick as always uh, we'll just talk for like three or four hours you know next month or something alright yeah that sounds good it's always a pleasure man if you ever need anything holler anybody else give me a call uh, sure. hit me up on social media whatever we'll uh, we'll keep in touch yeah yeah Either All right, one, I always tell people to reach out to us I don't really get any uh I don't know. I'll get like direct uh, like recommendation or gripes, like like people that have my number and stuff. But like, yeah, all from the interwebs. I don't know, dude. People are eating it up and just sharing it. Not really. But I mean, we're we're open to it. I want I want a little bit more feedback. Just what we can get this just is, you know, sharpened is. Yeah, and that's kind of like as many views as like some of my TikToks had. Um, you know, there might be, you know, of course there's the dickheads in the comments talking about like, well, those fucking plates you have aren't, you know, blah, 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 certified. And it's like, all right, well, eat, eat shit, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, you know, but you would have like one person be like, hey, man, you know, like, I don't really have a lot of money to spend. You know, like, is that worth buying? Like, you know. Right, right. Um yeah. You know, that was kind of my thing. Like, you know, that was my thing with the TikTok was just like the one or two people that reach out for something. Like, at least yeah. I could help them. Yeah. No, it makes a difference. I hope that's what we're doing. So, yeah. No, we'll do it. All right, buddy. Well, you get some rest. I will. The vampire. Welcome back to day shift. Ugh. And I can't wait for you to be investigator. Oh, don't you put me Ricky Bobby. I'll, uh, I'll I'll take a picture of one of my cards and send it to you so you can bask in all of its ambiance. Gross. Bro, I have desk chapstick if that tells you anything. Like that's what how how? You've been an investigator for like two days. Three weeks. Eat shit, man. (laughs) I have desk chapstick. Hey, go do your job and get sued, okay? Yeah, I'm gonna do that. You go do whatever road dogs do. I forgot how to do that now. We're going to go to sleep. Yeah. All right. We'll holler, buddy. Be good. Be safe. All right, brother. All right, man. Bye.